the more I hear him pitch, the less, less, and less he talks about the product to the point where he doesn't even mention what it is. You know, John, my sales cycle tends to be a little bit longer, so I can be patient. What I like about this study is, is that you still could talk a lot. You just got to get them to talk a lot. 3% of the market's ready to buy right now. Well, guess what? Those people know they have a problem. The rest all have to be sold. Get off the phone as fast as possible if they're not qualified. There's too many prospects to talk to in our world. Craig, as you all know, we're having a new sales contest. As you know, first prize is Cadillac Eldorado. Anybody want to see second prize? <laughs> Third prize is your yeah. prize. Top performers we're going to talk about today. Going to give you some ideas, some traits of what top performers doing. What do they make successful? I think we can talk about even more than we have on the list. The, the, the study that we looked at, you know, analyzed over, geez, I think, 30,000 calls and a lot of different things stuck out on those calls of the top performers and some things you might be surprised by, right? Talk, people always say, talk less, don't talk too much. And sometimes when I have the meetings, I go, but damn, I talk too much. But what the study necessarily says, it's not that the top performers talk less. It's that their prospects also talk with them. Right. And so that leads us to number one. Well, we'll jump into number one in a minute. Show sponsor, Virtue Health. Check us out, virtualliance.com. Got some excited stuff, new things coming for you. Stay tuned. We're almost there. We're almost there. But, uh, yeah, another another day, another show here. Hello to everybody in the crowd if you're listening live. If you're listening on the podcast, check us out every week. Same place, same time. Live on LinkedIn, Facebook, YouTube. The live crowd is in it where it once was because of alerts, right? We can't get your attention anymore at the time of the show. It's very hard to keep people's attention. Hence, the challenge it is to get people live. But we're still going to do shows for those that watch. Because a lot of you are watching on YouTube. You're watching on LinkedIn. You're watching uh, a lot of people watch um, on the podcast. So let's 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 get going here, Craig. And you're the correct mic. Is yeah. So you know, an engaging conversation with a prospect is that possible? <laughs> Let me tell you a story I had uh, earlier this week. Because what's today? Uh, Wednesday. Okay, today's Wednesday. So Monday I had a conversation. This uh, prospect, Zoom call. I, I live on Zoom and Teams and all those things. And so total stranger, uh, nice, lovely lady. And uh, there was three of us on the call. And I said, you know, basically, hey, the purpose of the call today is really just to introduce you to an idea that's been successfully used for 20 years. And I know you might think it's crazy that we've been around 20 years and you've never heard of us. And I said, but we sort of fly under the radar on purpose that way. And But the fact is, I don't know if what we have is a fit for your organization. So if you're comfortable with it, I'd like to have a conversation with you, right? I don't want this to be a monologue. And so, um, I want to ask you questions and you can ask me questions and we'll just have a conversation. And at the end, you know, you'll know whether you want to have a second phone call and, and that's it. Are you okay with that? 
And she said, yeah, sure. And so instantly we had rapport and, and it was very easy then to query about different aspects. I said, so tell me about the company. And, and she was really smart and she knew about the company and the expansion and all this growth. And they had uh, 11,000 employees, 9,000 benefits eligible, but only 4,500 on the medical plan. I'm like, well, now there's got to be a story behind that one. I said, um, how exactly is there only 50% of the eligible? So then she explained their circumstance and their hiring practices and all the different locations. And, and so she, she had a reason. And so then it was easy to segue into, well, uh, I presume you're self-insured. Yes. And then, you know, so there were lots of what this study called switches, right? There was lots of back and forth. I talked plenty. She talked a lot. And, but I switched it back and forth going, oh, that's curious. Uh, I mean, why do you do it like that? And so she was very forthcoming. I mean, you know, right away, if somebody, if this was a live meeting and you're talking to somebody on Zoom, you know, and they give you the equivalent of uh, the guy who used to, you know, you go into an office and they had a high chair and, and they had somehow, they found some chair where you were like, felt like you were three feet below them and they crossed their arms and they have, you know, they don't want to answer any of your questions. If you've ever had a live meeting like that, yeah, you know what that's like on Zoom. So you know when somebody's forthcoming and willing to answer your questions. So have lots of switches where you put the ball, you know, it's like, think of it like tennis. It's like you hit it back to them and then you wait for them to, to give you an answer and they hit it back to you and then you hit it back to them. And, but don't, you know, you have to nuance this. It's not a, right, John, it's not an interrogation. Don't, don't make this like a police interrogation. Yeah, I think we, you know, we tend to, I, I even tend to do it because I'm so aggressive. My TV went on in the background here. Let me turn that off. Um, but I think that, let's see if this goes off. I think we make the mistake of interrogating sometimes. But if, you know, you're it's intelligence gathering, right? That's the proper word. Call it interrogated, calling it what you want. But it's an intelligence gathering, right? And we'll go into the two different you know, types of uh, where they talk more um, in the presentation and the discovery call, right? So let me just pull up what it says here on the on the discovery call, what the numbers were. Craig, you you find the thing. So discovery call, top of 33 minutes, uh, longer. So 33 minutes, actually, let's see, yeah, longer than um, non-top performers. And the reason being is because you're having a conversation it's a dialogue, not a monologue. And so what Craig is phenomenal at, and, you know, even in my career now, I always go back to Craig because of his, the way he can, you know, conversate and spark ideas and things like that. Initially in the conversation is to get them talking, right? That's why jokes work. I'm not a joke guy. If you are, use them. But if you can get them talking any way, shape, or form out the gate, it warms up, makes them feel more comfortable. So what the study says is, is that, you know, and it's an analyzing calls, switches, right? What are switches? That means I talk, then Craig talks, then I call 55% more conversations, uh, conversation switches on calls. On discovery, 78% more in presentation. That's an engaging presentation. Many presentations are you're trying to burn through them, and even I have to make it shorter and shorter because, you know, it, 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 there's too many slides, cut the slides down, get them talking more and cover more on one slide, but getting them back and forth, you know, 
it, from a wholesale standpoint, I get on calls and I'm I'm forced to kind of pitch the product and be in pitch mode, which which I hate. So I always try to get them talking and finding out stuff and have more of a conversation with them. And it's funny is, is I find out stuff that the broker never found out. Like, hey, this is the sister of the owner. That's the HR person. And sure enough, we closed that account. Young guy, $65,000 account for a 27-year-old. Pretty good. But, you know, going through that conversation with her and getting them to talk back and forth, you're, you're and this was a presentation meeting. Right. But just the back and forth, any way you can do it. Craig's phenomenal asking those questions. But you got to start thinking about is, is while it sounds good, it sounds great to you. The jargon sounds good. You feel good, like you pitch good. You left the meeting, nothing happens. Well, maybe you didn't let them talk enough. So the, what I liked about this study is, is that you still could talk a lot. You just got to get them to talk a lot. more. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, I, you know, John, my sales cycle tends to be a little bit longer. So, I can be patient, you know? So one of the things I want to know right away is, you know, when's your anniversary? Did you just get done with open enrollment? Sure. I'm like, okay, so this is, you're doing due diligence for January 124. That's great. Right. So I instantly sort of want to just have an interview to disqualify them. And if they pass that, then we can go into more detailed. So I literally, we had a 30 minute conversation and we filled the whole 30 minutes and I finally, I had to go. Um, so, you know, it's easy to have a conversation with somebody and once you engage them, they're more than willing usually to tell you, you know, everything that's on their mind. And I specifically asked, you you know, you want to see slides? Do you want to watch some video? You just want to have a conversation. She said, well, let's just have a conversation. Great. Okay. Let's have a conversation. And at the end, of course, we, we're going to schedule a second meeting. They're going to give us some little bit of data so that we can look at specific numbers and take a deeper dive on the next time. And then she'll probably invite one or two people on the call. And so I can afford to be patient because it's, you know, the first of February for Pete's sake, you know, there's no reason to, to pitch right off the bat. Yeah. So the other thing is, so we're going back and forth more and, you know, obviously that's more, more important. So you've got to structure the structure, your points almost in questions and, kind of place maybe some traps and things like that to get them talking more. Uh, another one is, and we'll go through them all and just cover them one by one is, is pace, speed and pace. Something that I struggle with being in the Northeast. I have to talk a lot slower uh, depending on the part of the country where I am. Craig I, I sounded like um, <laughs> I shouldn't even say, it, but he sounded so <laughs> slow. I thought, you know, he was sick that day or something when I heard him talking to somebody from Louisiana. Okay. I probably just got back from Louisiana. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, about 12%, I think eight, let's see here, 6% slower prospects, 12 and prospects speak slower, 12% slower, right? Cause if they're, if they're comfortable, they'll talk slower. If they're not as comfortable, we're going to talk fast, short stop, you know, bullet, boom, 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 boom. And don't be afraid of pauses because pauses, yes. right. You ever seen Wolf of wall street, Jordan Belbury talks about be quiet. The first one that talks loses. You've got to be able to bite it. The best thing you do is just bite your tongue. So you consistently remember to do this, right? And I don't, look, some of you are really good and get a lot of meetings and you're on a lot of meetings and you're in a rhythm. Continue with your rhythm, you're doing well. But there's a lot of you that are good and just fall out of the rhythm, including myself, that if you don't have a meeting in a certain amount of time, right? We're, we're coming out of the off season here. How many employer pitches have you had lately in the last 30 days? Probably mm -hmm. not that many. Mm -hmm. Okay. So 
obviously practicing more and remembering these different things. Take notes. We'll release we'll release a guide to this um, on the page and kind of talk about the top six here, right? Yeah. And you know, another one, obviously, Craig is we're not product pitching, right? What's interesting when you hear Craig talk still to this day, the more I hear him pitch, the less, less, and less he talks about the product to the point where he doesn't even mention what it is through the whole call. And somehow <laughs> you've said that on more than one occasion. Your tongue is like, hanging out, and I go, Craig, you didn't even tell them what you do. I'm sitting there waiting for the punchline because you're excited. And that's what we have to stop is, and I've been on many calls with advisors, and so funding's newer. I remember when I first really got into all the solutions and I was so excited and I didn't close shit that year. My numbers went way down because it's pitching product mm. and I was excited. And so not focusing on the pot product, but the outcome and the destination where it takes them, the destination, the problems, the problems that it solves. That's the key, not necessarily the product. The product doesn't necessarily matter the features and benefits. It's really, how does this solve my problem? I mean, a lot of the sales guys that we study, one of the guys Craig likes as well, that's what he talks about a lot is, you know, especially when they want to think about it, this and that. It's, it's going back to not your product and, hey, it does this. It's so great. The problem. And then what are you going to do if you don't solve that problem? Right. Because what we're going to do is this, which solves that problem, not the product. So let's see what that number was. Yeah. Top Remember, hey. 50% less on the discovery call. I mean, guys, the discovery call, so much less talking on uh, the product. I mean, don't give up stuff. You only drip and drip. Very, very minimal. I always like to say is when you're in that discovery intelligence gathering, finding some of the pain, because they're going to ask you the, the question, right? They're going to set the trap. Well, how do you do it, Right. That's the trap, Craig. That's the broker trap that we all fall for and we can't wait to say. And it's let me show you how smart I am. You could touch on one thing to make them feel more warm and fuzzy. Well, you mentioned and the easiest one in pharmacy. If you can pull something out of high claims and you just talk about that one situation because it's big. It's one example. You don't have to tell them everything. You keep your powder dry. But you might mention one. Well, you mentioned the two hundred thousand dollar pharmacy drug on there well would it surprise you to tell you that 95 percent of our employers get that for free so if we're able to evacuate that and not pay for it right two hundred thousand dollars that would be pretty good for you yeah okay great continue with your presentation or your intelligence gathering that's it you just got to make them feel comfortable you can't tell them nothing but you got to reposition a little bit and uh don't give up too much because we always like to give up too much but top performers 50 percent less on product and I always talk mm. about this, and I think this is why I had some minor, more success in the beginning was I didn't, I really did well in the first meeting, the discovery meeting, intelligence gathering meeting, data collection meeting. That's the key. You can just disqualify so many people in that first meeting, above all else, uh, qualifying in that first meeting. That's what we teach our people here at Virtue is, is, Get off the phone as fast as possible if they're not qualified. There's too many prospects to talk to in our world than to talk to unqualified prospects. Uh, that's the uh, how much in the discovery. In the presentation meeting, right, where you get to flash your shiny object. Well, John, this is my time. This is where I get to shine off and show everything. 39% less, the top performer. And again, I want to remind you, 24,000 calls. 
right? AI studies all these calls. It listens to everything. Any of you guys use using AI, whether it be one of those things where it takes notes and this, that, it's absolutely phenomenal. If you're not using chat GBT, which actually I wanted to show on the sh I may even show, put it on the show today just to show you what it can do. It's absolutely insane. But that's the reality is 39% less on presentations. And you go, well, how is that? Well, the presentation doesn't mean you're presenting the product. You're presenting the solutions to their problem, right? How does your solutions fix that problem? But again, can we pause there for a second? Go. The problem, right? So one of the challenges that a lot of salespeople have is that they never actually discover the problem. They don't even know if the prospect knows they have a problem. What does Chet Holmes say in his book? 3% of the market's ready to buy right now. Well, guess what? Those people know they have a problem. The rest all have to be sold. They all have to be made. A, the average prospect you're going to see who's fully insured, and you're talking about a conversion into potentially partially self-funding, they don't know that they have a problem. They've been buying fully insured their entire working career. So if you show up and start right in with a solution to a problem they don't know they have, that's how things end up in no decision. You have to draw that out of them. You have to paint them a picture so that if these are the limitations, how long can you keep living with these limitations and the outcomes and the increases and the cost shifts? And every time you give a pay increase, the, the medical premiums go up. And so they're actually working for less money than they were the year before. When's that going to impact turnover and retention and your key employees? Oh, my gosh. Wouldn't it just be so much simpler if healthcare was a competitive advantage? Can you imagine? What if you could do this and you could I mean, do that? I mean, it's so easy, guys. I mean, how many times you got to hear Craig and us say the same thing? We're doing a refresher this year, January 1. We're going back to blocking and tackling the basics. We're not... We're not product. You can go to your January. Most fundamental. You can thing. go to your January and February conferences, and you can see all the products you want and learn about them. But it's not going to help you sell more, okay? Because if you can't explain exactly. it, exactly, you're going to have. You're going to have, have, have be the smartest guy who doesn't have anybody to talk to because you have no. Well, prospects. I mean, that's prospects and another thing, and then you get in front of them, and then you don't know what to say. That's the real sad part: is blowing the prospect meetings. And um, there's the guys out there that are kicking butt right now. Kudos to them that I know that and typically not against the older guys, usually the younger guys, because they'll listen, they'll try more things. They want to win business. They don't have a book and they're willing to learn. Yeah. I mean, let's just, I just want to go over and show you, you know, if you're not marketing, if you're not knowing what to do, I mean, let, let me just show you a chat GBT for a second. Okay. GPT. Mm -hmm. So let's, let me just go over this. All right. What, how do I, uh, hold on. I got to go to the, where is you Just type in that bar down is, below. Here it is. All right. So why would an employer self-fund their health plan? Oh, it's not working. <laughs> Hold on. I already have it. I already typed it in. So this thing is gaining like a gazillion users a month. So sometimes it's not. <laughs> but or also maybe my internet here. So why would an employer self-fund their health plan? Instantly, we'll tell you. An employer may choose to self-fund their health plan for a variety of reasons. Cost savings, flexibility, improved cash flow, better risk management. This thing knows why an employer will self-fund better than most of you on this call do. Okay? So this will dummy-proof your thing when you're writing. If you're a marketer, you got to be using this thing. If you want to post something, I mean, go ahead and use this. You want to come up with questions, you know, 
let's let's see if we could do this. What pain is employers facing with their health care plan? Let's see if this works. Employers face several look at this. Several challenges. Rising costs. Boom. Lack of transparency. Jeez, it sounds like a LinkedIn post. Administrative burden. Look at this. Employee dissatisfaction. Compliance. Unbelievable. Attracting and retaining talent. Sound familiar? These challenges can lead to increased costs, decreased productivity, increased employee satisfaction. Boom. You want a blog post? You want a LinkedIn post? Right there. <laughs> there you go. I just wrote it. For Chat GPT just wrote it for you in five seconds, maybe 10 seconds. I'm sorry. Okay. So it knows more about healthcare than you, you probably know in most cases. Top, let's see, top five employer, which, what do we want to say? Employer challenges. Challenges. Top 25, 2023, 2023 employer challenges as a 20 degree let's see here we go remote work virtual management mental health and well-being too i mean margo are you seeing this don't ever tell me you can't think of something to write this is unbelievable i mean all you got to do is type this in i'm giving you gold i don't think you got this at your conference in on uh, in january or february Sorry, let's do it. Let's go on because we're on a roll here. Let's see. Top yeah. five 2023 CFO concerns. Let's see if that one goes. Oh, that'll go. Doggle hunt. Let's see. Economic uncertainty. Technology, digital transformation. Anybody watching here want to put something in the chat? Anybody in the chat watching this, is using it, have used it? I'm giving you guys gold here. Sometimes I think I shouldn't even give all this stuff away. Gee, but gee, guess, guess what? Guess, yeah, guess what questions you can ask the CFO when you're talking to them. Well, bait, yeah, I mean, Craig, go ahead, yeah. read that and uh, pivot, pivot that to me. <laughs> Number one, economic uncertainty. Oh yeah, I mean, you know, the Federal Reserve—they're raising interest rates. They're not raising interest rates. There's going to be a pivot. The market's down. The market's up. There's going to be an incredible recession. Oh my God, it's going to be the roaring 20s, except for the 21st century. What do you think? What's going on in your industry, your business? How is your revenues, your top line, your bottom line, your revenues? Right? I mean, easy. Let's see. Does the economic uncertainty make you nervous for the future of your, your job? Let's see here. How can they mitigate risk? That may not be the right word. Offering comprehensive benefits. Hello. What does it say? Promoting diversity and inclusion. Here's the challenge. They all think they're offering comprehensive benefits, so they don't know Investing they have employee a development, managing remote work effectively. Look at this. Staying compliant with laws, regulation, mitigation, proactive street. I mean, guys, this is absolutely gold. All right. I'm going to stop sharing it. I gave you guys too much. That's enough. That's all you get for tonight. Um, why are people falling over left? and write with cardiac arrest. Go ahead and put it in there. Write a joke. A broker can't get out of his own way. I don't know if I can do that, but 
I gave you guys enough. Go ahead and sign up for it because you got to get on a waiting list. Uh, I think they had a million users in the first day, which is like unheard of of any platform ever. But guys, I just gave you something that you can make a lot of money with. If you don't know how to use it, you think I'm crazy. So be it. But that thing's smarter than everybody. Uh, everybody on here probably put together. So uh, you want to talk about the top five, you know, top performers we talked about. Craig, let's go back down. What time is it? 726. Those that aren't watching live, you might want to go on and check out the YouTube channel and see what I just showed you, uh, showed everybody on here. Those that are listening, congrats to you. Put a comment below. Frank says that, yes, I've made money with that too. Good. You can make a lot of money with this. We're going to be utilizing this a lot in marketing. You want to do a social media post? It's so, it's so much fun. We're going to do a whole, let's do a whole episode on it. We'll write something up and we'll, we'll, we'll play with it on the thing, but let's go back to what other top performers. You know what I see, Craig, we can go top sales performers, but let's talk about some other things that, you know, the guys that I study and I follow online that make, you know, absurd amount of money, they're top performing guys and, you know, money to make money becomes easier and easier. I realize and, there's a lot of reasons you understand it as you get to it and the levels you go up and, you know, each level you laugh at the level before. And these guys are at, you know, hundred million dollar evaluate, you know, worth a hundred million in their 30. And, you know, it's, it's crazy. I don't have to tell you Craig's son's one of them, but you know, these guys, top performers, I think a lot of them, which I hated to do, go to the gym and work every day. Right. They're, they're, they're creating a body that's like optimal performer. Right. That gives them the energy because, look, as you get older, it's going to be harder and harder. I had a lot more energy inside me when I was 30, 28 than I do now at 39. And you get luggish. Right. And so the the gym just gives you the ability to perform at a higher level because you've got your body firing all cylinders. Male as male, you have what's called hormones, testosterone. Right. Your testosterone goes loud one percent one point or something like that every year or, or no, probably a lot more than that. Um, but the reality is, is if you're working out and lifting weights and, and, and certain supplements, not steroids, but certain supplements and stuff, it'll help lift your, your testosterone, which will give you more energy, give you a clearer mind, allow you to perform more and compete more. Right. I mean, everybody that is a top performer is a competitor is a competitor. I bet almost all of you on here were an at some sort of athlete, right? Everybody was an athlete at some point, right? Craig, you know about being an athlete. Yeah. Sports, sports is a, a great entree into going into any kind of profession where you get paid based on performance. That's you're, you're used to that. You know, that's, that's what you were, you know, you grew up on. So yes. Um, any sport, right? So my son, Mark, we, we did paintball. Who the hell knows what paintball is? I mean, you know, people have gone to birthday parties and maybe fooled around with it. But when we were doing it, it was on ESPN. It was the real, it was the apex of, of paintball. And, you know, we, we went all over the world and, and played in very, you know, high end competitions and got used to the pressure of being the champion. So imagine, I mean, so, I mean, it's probably a poor example, but I mean, it, we were the New England Patriots in our division every year. Everybody knew who we were. Everybody wanted to beat us. The, the only way our coach let us move up a division was we had to win the previous di- division. So 
we won a novice, we run rookie, we won amateur, we, we won semi-pro. And so everybody knew we were the team to beat and we still beat everybody. And this is at a time where these kids were 16 to 20 years old in that window, 16 to 21, with one guy in his 30s who, who looked their age. He was a great Filipino guy. And uh, we were playing against young men. You know, most of the guys were, you know, 22 to 32. And so not only did they know us, we were hated. And so you learn to, you know, under that kind of pressure, you learn to, it's like, you know, no, who cares? No, next opportunity. That's what no stands for. You can't let that stuff bother you. I was telling somebody today, John, I said, I bet I've been told no more than any broker in the last six years. But I've probably also written more business than any broker in the last six years. (laughs) You know, it's just, it's a contact sport. That's what you got to do. Yeah, you gotta get you gotta get that pass. You gotta get that pass. I remember when I was in the field and I would make an error, I couldn't wait to get up to bat to hit the ball. Right? You gotta be competitive. Uh number six, I think we didn't cover on this one, was shock Let's shocker. Top performers are both asking and receiving far more questions. 39% more questions in a discovery call, right? Because they're not pitching as much, right? They're not talking about his product as much. Yeah. And the qu- prospects ask them uh, 40% more questions. And then in presentations, they they ask 30% more questions and receive 43% more questions, which means you're doing a good job with engaging, explaining, piquing their interest. If you just, you got to learn to stop and pause. And sometimes it's hard. It's a lot harder virtually, but you got to push through and kind of work through it and be uncomfortable a little bit because, if, the, if you get no information on the discovery call from this position of the questions you're asking, uh, their problems, their concerns, so on and so forth, well, then you leave the meeting with no intelligence gathering. And so how do you prepare for a presentation meeting if you don't know all those things that's important to the prospect? If you don't know what they are, then you're really just throwing shit against a wall, hoping in the presentation meeting with no backup. I knew an advisor that I worked with early on in my career. And that's what he'd do. He'd go in one angle. And that was kind of his pitch regarding service. And if they said that they were happy with service, it was basically he kicked them, he kicked himself out in the beginning of the meeting by just pitching that it doesn't really matter. The rates are the rates, Craig, we'd give the best service and my cell phone's on my card. And they'd be like, well, we, we, we love our broker. He gives us great service. It's like, thanks. Goodbye. Okay. So yeah. Prepare for the meetings based on what they said, because you can trap them right in the presentation meeting. You can trap them based on everything they said, which is in the intelligence gathering, which is in the sales, you know, the question or the pain funnel, if you want to call it. Um, But that's what you got to do. So let's let's cap it off and we'll get off here. So. Performance tip number one. Top performers make 55 percent more switches, right? That's based on. Engaging interest, better questions, better engagement, less pitching, right? Uh, discovery calls yep. are longer. Presentations are longer. Again, there's more back and forth. If you just talk the whole time, shit, you can get through it in a breeze. If they're talking, it's going to take more time. You can say it's going to be a 30-minute meeting, but yeah. if you have more questions, uh, it's going to be longer. But I would always- and, and please, whatever you do, when you ask them a question, don't interrupt them. Let them finish. Yeah, let them finish. And schedule a longer meeting. Go for an hour and a half. Go for two hours if you can. See if you can get them to commit to it. Because 
then they expect it and, and they don't got one foot out the door thinking about, you know, what's next. Okay. Uh, top performance. Don't necessarily talk more, but they get the prospect talking more. We talked about that. Get prospects to talk, talk more, talk slower. So speed and pace. Okay. Questioning top performers ask and receive more questions. And last but not least, top performers discuss product features far less. Features and benefits, right? Create more back and forth. Make your sales meeting longer. Get them talking a lot. Slow things down. Ask more questions. Get more questions. And no more features. That's it. <laughs> That's what the analog yeah. AI of 24,000 calls told them. And it's very clear. That being said. Thanks for watching. Show sponsor, Virtue Health. Check us out. I think we'll end it there, Craig. Bring them something new, yeah. fun. Keep listening. Keep learning. Thanks for joining us Thursday night here. We'll see you next week. Same place, same time. Week. If you're listening on the podcast, you're going to want to see this episode on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe. Hit the bell. It'll let you know every time we go live and a new episode is up. Talk to you soon.